everybody. It is Dave and Jeff. It is June 7th, 2021. Crazy. It's already June. Kid, Dave, are you freaked out when you see your friends posting pictures of kids? Uh, their kids. I mean, I'd be freaked out if they were just posting <laughs> pictures of random kids. I'd probably have to call the authorities. But is it weird? Like, it feels like in the last two weeks on social media, we're seeing more and more pictures because graduations are going on, right? But yeah. It, it's just the wildest thing. And you got to be thinking it, too, because so many of these kids you coached when they were probably 8, 9, or 10 – and now you're seeing all these kids that are graduating high school. It's fun, but it's kind of like, holy shit, where'd the time go? Dude, it's not even the graduating high school. Like, I went to a graduation party on Saturday, which okay. was awesome. It was it was so great for my friends and, and their kids. And, and one of the it was a dual party. One of the kids was going to San Diego State. Next one was going to go to San Marcos. But the craziest thing is, like, I have a friend whose son's getting married this year. That's wild. And then yeah. they're also, they talk about the kids that I coached. Um, about two hours ago, I was looking at a highlight of Casey Schmidt wearing a Giants uniform blasting a home run. That's crazy, too. That was fucking cool as could be. But you're like, right, I've known him since he was four years old. How wild is that? That's, <laughs> that's like, nuts. It's super fun. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, you start to realize. Then you keep asking yourself. You're going, man, people are, are getting older. Then you realize, you know, as dumb as it sounds, of course, I'm getting older, too. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's exciting, man. I, I love watching when uh, you know kids or, or someone that you you followed for a long time because of great friendships that you see their kids realizing their dreams. My my sons have two weeks left of middle school. This week, next week, they're out, and they only went for two years. Yeah, it was only seventh and eighth, and I said, I've never once been on the campus. Like their elementary school, wow. I knew the teachers, principal. Eh. Uh, <laughs> others but i said i don't know any of their teachers right because 90 percent of their experience there was online yeah so i said well what happens for eighth grade like huh. well we line up at eight in the morning and we drive by we hold a sign with our names out the window and the guy's like kate dotseth he goes, yeah. Then he marks that I showed up on the last day, and I'm done. <laughs> that's go, your graduation? It. I go, that's it? He goes, yeah. I go, well, I, I don't remember that we did anything for eighth grade. No, I think I think that part's ridiculous. We didn't do shit for eighth grade, sixth grade, fourth no, grade. It, Relax, everybody. Right. So good luck leaving preschool with your goddamn diploma, finding a job. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, Dave, two weeks from today, my kids start uh in the morning freshman football wow two weeks from today two weeks from today wow so this is it's a summer camp yeah and we signed because their mom's in court yeah and i'm working and i'm not really sure like at the time everybody was all in on it but now i'm like holy cow what are we doing we're here marv marinovich they're uh, in the morning. No, see, here's the deal. Don't put yourself down for that. That's what happens. That's what you do. Well, hang on. Let you me aren't tell a you crazy what dad. Let me tell you what their day is. Okay. Their morning is 8.45 to 11.45. They have uh, weightlifting and conditioning for football. Okay. Then they have a half-hour lunch. From 12.15 until 2.30, it's basketball fundamentals. And then they have another half hour break, and from three until five thirty, it's football drills. Wait, why is basketball worked in? Because it's it's summer camps. 
Oh, okay. I, I thought this was the whole football program. Well, it kind of is. Like, I hope I didn't get anybody in trouble. I'm, I'm surely not no. trying to. Um, because everybody in our household is really fired up. But it's like basically from 8 8:45 to 11:45 it's football weight yeah. you know weight training which i said it's great you get in you get to know the coaches they know you and then there was a couple of afternoon things right like and they said well we want to play basketball i go yeah they got basketball fundamentals i think again with somebody from the coaching staff and then there's already and then the the afternoon is part of the freshman football program okay so it's like football, lunch, basketball, half hour break, back to football. So for how long is this? Uh, I think it's, I think at least two weeks, maybe okay. three, five days a week. Yeah, that's tough. Pretty good, right? Well, it's pretty good for as far as keeping them busy and keeping them in shape. But that is, I mean, it's tough. That's a lot of physical grind. I mean, no. you know what's funny? When are they going to get home? Like what time do they come home? Uh, right now? During no, the day? no. When this is over, like at end oh, of their camp day, like six fifteen. Okay. Six fifteen. They're going to come home. They're going to be starving. Yeah. Then they're going to take a shower and they will be asleep by eight o'clock every night. Mom said, yeah, done. You gotta be. Think yeah. about it. Yeah. And well, if they don't sleep, they won't recover the next day. You, they got to sleep. You got to say, Hey, the video games are fun, but man, you got to go to sleep. They, um, it's cool because we go out a lot. And when we go out, they play all day. Yeah. So they literally run and play. But like I was saying to them, there's there's running around shape and then there's football shape. Oh, yeah. And it's different. So, but I'm excited for them. I, I am too. Because they've never really done it. They, yeah. they always wanted to play football. But I, I bought into what Philip Rivers told us a long time ago, which he said, mm. if my kids want to play football, they won't play before the freshman year. The Manning family did the same thing. I did the same thing with my kids. Yeah. And now listen, if your kids played Pop Warner, good on you. I'm not passing judgment. I'm just saying this is what we did. But um, but yeah, it's cool. And they'll they're stoked and and especially at that school, now it'll be really fun. And yeah. they're like, Well, what if you don't get in? I go, it doesn't matter. Doesn't if matter. you don't get into a game, who cares? Who gives a shit? I said it's still the idea that you were part yeah. of that team. And I said, watch. For freshmen on Thursday, when it's Jersey Day, and you're one of the guys that gets to wear the jersey and yeah. be a part of it, I go, the friendships that you make, because everybody's going through it on the hot days when you feel like shit. But but you push your way and you get through it, and it's, it's really, really cool. But, yeah, uh, anyways, I just... I was I, like, I'm excited for them. I think this is awesome. How, yeah. how, how many friends do they have from middle school are going to try and do the same thing? I don't thing? think a lot. That's the thing. I don't, I don't think a lot of them are going. So I just told him, I go, hey, man, just go through it. Just get through it and go. So the other day we were out, and <laughs> I kind of look up for a second, and they're over in the corner doing jumping jacks and doing lunges and doing different things like that. I said, shit, there you go. Are they both going for the same kind of position, or is one have an idea wants to play offense, I, defense, any of that? That's a great thing, Dave, right? These guys started that shit about three weeks ago. Yeah, you know, when I look at uh, – the depth chart, I probably, I go, hey, 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 hey. hang on a second. <laughs> I go, hey, hang on a second, Trevor Lawrence. I go, it's Helix, right? Yeah. You're not, you're not rolling into small town USA. No, this is a top five, five program in, in San Diego. I go, you go in there 
you keep your mouth shut, you do the fundamentals, and you listen to the coach, and if the coach says, I want you at nose guard, I want you at right end, I want you at corner, I want you at fullback, do whatever they say. I go, don't, don't go in there and start thinking, you're, you're calling the shots, they'll run you right the fuck out of there. <laughs> What's the matter with you? And I go, here's the other thing that your old radio friend learned. When you're doing those goddamn crabs or ups and downs, yeah. boy, don't let that coach hear you say, fuck. Oh, you have 50 more. Shit. Shit. How many people did that? Oh, this guy right here. Fuck. And they, it was a coach that I turned out to be really good friends with yeah. at the end. And I used to tell him all the time, you son of a bitch. And he thought it was the funniest shit ever. Don't use that language on the field. God damn it. You want another 50? No, don't. But I, Dave, I said it and I've said to them, Yeah. my high school experience at San Diego, uh, my overall teachers were so forgettable other than the one guy who was like my favorite English teacher and then he started fucking 15-year-old girls. Oh, boy. Yeah, he wasn't 16. He was probably 40. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so that that's bad. But the guy, the guys that made the biggest impact on me, I talked about this when we were back at KFMB, were absolutely those coaches yeah. that started looking out for me my ninth grade year, and they're friends of mine to this day. I just, uh, I couldn't be more thankful, and that's why I've said to my sons, I go, if you're anything like me, um, early on, they'll try to figure you out, you'll try to figure them out, and then... Do you remember your coaches? Did you have good oh, relationships with those guys? Not my freshman year. Football was a nightmare. I do remember this. My very first day of freshman football orientation. Yeah. Kind of like this, summertime. We met in the basketball gym. It was hot as fuck. Yeah. And we're all sitting there, and it's you know we're all nervous being in the high school at all. You yeah. know? And then we're all like, we're excited. Hey, I'm going to be doing this, this, and this. Actually, funny, the same colors that Helix was but not the same reputation he looks at. You know, okay. it was one of the shittier schools. A 500 team is probably what they were. And I remember the coach says, look, if you're here to play football because you think you're going to get laid, <laughs> you might as well leave right now. If you're you weren't, 14. I know, but that's exactly what he said. If you, if you weren't getting laid before this meeting, you weren't getting laid after coach, this I'm meeting. 14. Half the people walked out of the gym. Oh, they were there just to get laid. Fuck yeah. And I so those Nashville girls. <laughs> that was, that was it. So, yeah, we, we went into it, and, man, I don't even want to get into the whole story about my, my freshman coach, but the experience was so bad. It's the reason I moved away from home at 15. Oh, fuck. It was, it was torture. He completely tortured me to the point where I fought back, and then wow. it was a point in overturn. My choice was either go to an all-boys school, yeah, or which a, I was at a public school, go to a private school, an all-boys school, MBA Academy, which is where a lot of people went and had great success, but that wasn't for me, or move to Los Angeles on my own, leaving my parents and my sister Damn. in the South, and that was it. It was because of a bad freshman football experience, but I'm all for what your kids are doing, and we did yeah. the three-a-days and all that shit. That's when they didn't believe in giving you water. Oh. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, but, water's for pussies. No, these guys, we were so lucky because our – our coaches, uh, one guy, legendary San Diego coach, Ed Wiley, who's yeah. probably coached high school wrestling for, I think, probably 40 years in San Diego, but he was our head coach. Fucking A, Dave. Maybe just the nicest dude on the planet. Just great. 
And we were all just a group of fuck-ups, right? We didn't know it left from right. We had a couple dudes. My buddy Tim Griffin. Yeah. Loyal Patreon subscriber. He went on and played baseball at Stanford. Fucking kicked Brett Boone's ass all the time. <laughs> uh, Griff could play. We had a couple dudes that could play. But for the most part, we were shit. But we had, if anybody's a Denver Broncos fan, Keith Kartz was yeah. the center on the Broncos. And Keith came, Keith is from San Diego. He had testicular cancer, lost a nut when he had gone to Cal and was down to like 180 pounds. But oh, Keith, that's a heavy nut. Dude, right? <laughs> but Keith came down and helped us out. His brother, Mike, a guy named Dave Larian, who had played at San Diego. Yeah. And just these dudes that were all probably first or second year at college. Fuck, they were so cool to us they just were great to all of us and like i said we got we got the shit beat out of us as salinesi <laughs> through i remember salinesi threw for like eighteen thousand yards in one game <laughs> darren norris um god tommy booker we, yeah we didn't give a shit we just had fun every week so that's see, what i hope my sons get out see of. we didn't have anybody like that in the, the high schools that, that we played d1 college no, we had those. I mean, we had a few. We had. A, I remember this guy, Kenneth Davis, was a running back who went to the University of Tennessee. Yeah. Went to went to Overton High School, same school Mookie Betts went to. And I was like, all right, keep an eye on this kid. But otherwise, we didn't have a ton of those. It's yeah. always kind of it was kind of cool. I thought when I moved to San Diego, how many people you knew from? That's a Helix guy. That's a Lagasse yeah. Cannon guy. That's an Eastlake guy. You know what I mean? That are making it to the pros, neighborhood guys. Dude, Oceanside was so big and so strong. For 25 years, I thought we played against Junior. It wasn't. Junior was a year and a half behind us. It was nine other guys that were that fucking big. <laughs> and then when we ran into Junior playing passing league, he just thought it was the same guy. Because yeah. he, he had a full mustache when he was 11. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I finally, like two years ago, we did the math. I was like, fuck, that wasn't even him. Oh, that's that was funny. just every guy on Oceanside yeah. was that fucking big. Costa said he played against, what, Eric Allen and destroyed him? Eric Allen destroyed Costa. Yes. Yeah. That would make more sense. Yes. Yeah. A bunch of those guys. So That's anyway, always cool to me. I just, anybody, right? The thing that is really fun and we see it yeah. with Billy and Pete are the friendships that you make. Yes. And it's not, what was that goddamn movie with Kurt Russell and Robin Williams? Or was, any, was it the wasn't the best of times? Was it something like that? Okay, but but we everybody is all American, right? Yeah. Nobody from San Diego looks back and talks about their fucking glory days because the team was shit. <laughs> but you look back and you go, God, that was really fun. We had a good time. So yeah, I'm trying to get them out, get them involved in as many things because we mentioned this before. If you get out, you're socially active, man. High school can be four really fun years, and if you don't. And you're just sitting in your goddamn room all day, talking to your socks. You can be like a goddamn juvenile hall sentence. <laughs> it, the movie was called The Best of Times. Yeah. How about that stupid shit? How do I remember that? Did your kids understand Helix's history? How great it is in, in football? Yeah, we because they've lived there the whole time. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I think they think it's cool, right, that... Reggie Bush, uh, Alex Smith. Yeah. Right? But, dude. Even Bill Walton. Bill Walton. Dennis Hopper. Yep. Like, there's a handful of other people that went there that's pretty fun, too. Pretty cool. So, so 
great school. They're yeah. excited. I was with them yesterday. I'm like, hey, man, you guys excited about Helix? They were like, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, so. They're going to get good coaching, you know? Yeah. They're going to get good coaching, and it's going to be a good experience where everything they're taught, you know it's not going to be shit. And I like. What did they learn how to read offenses and defenses? It's going to change the God. way you guys watch football together. Completely. Yeah. Completely. And and that's the thing. So, yeah. And, and their mom and I have said the same thing. Luckily, both of us were fortunate enough to exceed goals that we had set for ourselves. And so we don't have to live through them. It's been the motto since they were little kids. And so now, if they play... On Thursday afternoons, we'll just grab a spot at the end of the bleachers, right? And grab a hot dog and a Coke and yell our ass off and have a blast and laugh. But I, I like I've told Have family, you figured this out that you know that okay, let they make the the freshman team and they don't cut people in, in high school football, but you're yeah. you gonna be at the games? Oh, I mean yeah. so you gotta arrange it with work, they'll understand, right? Hundred percent. Cool. Hundred percent. That's awesome. That's right. They're all about it, it's so much different. Uh, a buddy of mine, Scott King, who yeah. we talked about, right? Family Feud and everything else. God damn, you're a big boy. Uh, <laughs> he said yesterday, like, had reached out and said, hey, man, what happened with Ernie Martinez? And I said, ah, it's just the nature of the business. He goes, God damn. He goes, are you glad you got out now or was this shit going on then? I go, fuck, it's been going on for 15 years, unfortunately. But... Yeah, the old place, if we had to leave for anything like that, good luck. Oh, yeah, you're fucked. But, no, I have I have no doubt that it it won't be an issue here. And, honestly, if it was, Dave, I'd probably look for a new job. Yeah. Because you just, you got to have your priorities. Yeah. So, no, she, and I've told certain family members that get a little too anxious, like, hey, calm down, Tommy Tuberville, all right? Don't fucking show up. We don't need you there being obnoxious um well yeah we don't need you to wear the sands of belt with the hands on the knees and the whistle like helix has it figured out so yeah mom and i'll just hang out down at the end and have some laughs and and take them out for dinner afterwards win or lose have you tr- have honestly have you truly had to tell your brother watch it yes i knew you would there's only one guy you're talking about yeah fuck <laughs> they were in like little league <laughs> hey watch the runner Jack, I'm like he's six. He he wants a fucking snow cone. Okay, calm down. Like there's no. Would you bet the unders? Fuck's the matter here? Stop it. Dude, I coached against a guy. No joke. At the high school level. Yeah, it was an older guy. Yeah, he said this the entire game. Watch the infield fly. (laughs) And I used to go, what? What the fuck is this guy's problem? For what? What are we watching that for? I go, there's nothing to be shocked at. The fucking umpire will make the call. What are we doing here? Yeah, why, right. do, why do you ever need to watch out for the infield fly? What? Yeah, when did that become? <laughs> Dude, what, so... Is that the modern day shift? I'm like, what the fuck? The infield fly. Yeah. <laughs> watch out for the intentional walk. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No joke. 20 times a game. Watch out for the infield fly. Why? I have no fucking idea. It drove me crazy that he was a high school coach. You had to be like, dude, you're just an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. What did he? I, I don't I, even know. I have no how, idea what his fucking angle was. You can't was. drop the ball. You can't. Actually, you can drop the ball. And, it and, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. True. True. You're right. Yeah, fuck. You're right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. You can try to catch it lefty. They just called it field fly. You can try to catch it in your pants. 
Like your goddamn Henny That's Youngman. true. You try and catch it, your mouth, your armpit, it doesn't matter. The guy's still out. He's still out and nobody's moving. I have no fucking idea. It drove me nuts. <sighs> now I'm angry. Yeah, <laughs> see? Anyway, it's exciting, man. I'm, I'm happy you're doing it. You got, you're far from Marv Marinovich, for sure. Uh, I, I think it's cool. I hope your kids both love it. I mean, honestly, I hope they love it. I hope they do too, but at least if they do it and go through it and check it out, uh, they'll be good. We're watching Padre Baseball tonight. Listen, I hate to be the wet blanket. I don't think it's June 15th yet, Dave. doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of social distancing going on at the old ball. Yard. No, it doesn't. It looks like we're, uh, we're, we're basically taking money. Now, are all these guys back here, did they all show their vaccination card? <laughs> Nobody shows shit. Nobody's we, masked up? No. I tell you what, we completely fucked this up. I mean, they have records of everyone that's been vaccinated in California and, and all yeah, over. And we're all microchipped, right? That's the other thing? All microchipped. Government knows our knows our credit card score, everything. So, here, let me ask you. Here's the deal. Why don't we have it figured out where they send it like, everybody, here's your driver's license, and this has a yeah. special hologram on it for for everyone that's been vaccinated, and then just start letting everybody in. Just go. I mean, I'm looking. It's packed in left field. And nobody has a mask on. Yeah. <laughs> it's and look behind their own plate. Yeah. Everybody's no- elbow to elbow. Yep. Now, I don't know. Are they? I haven't been. I'll tell you, I bought tickets for two games. Okay. When they went on sale the other day. I bought tickets for the 26th, and then I bought tickets for the 31st to tease uh, bobblehead night. Is that, what, July 31st? July 31st. Okay. Not sure if anybody noticed, but I think they're trying to pay off that fucking Tatis contract this year. <laughs> hey, God bless them, man. They go out and spend the money. We can pay our deal. But I was like, holy fuck. Ticket prices have definitely changed. Yeah. But what, where are they up top? You always say you like to sit up top. Well, Dave, we tried to go just like 301, 302. Yeah. Shit, man, you're like road 25, it's 40 bucks. You're like, these used to be like 13 yeah. bucks. That's what happens but when you win. That's it. That's it. 100%. We're not going out to watch Scott Coolbaugh anymore. <laughs> it's like you're going out to watch Machado and Tatis. That's it. So, yeah, I get it. I knew it was going to happen. So I bought tickets for my two games. And then hopefully we'll buy a couple more in the in the future. But it is what it is. Okay, so the other day, the Padres, on Saturday night, they faced DeGrom. Ooh. And oh. if you watch DeGrom, I mean, everyone knows who DeGrom is and how good he is. I don't know if we realize that he's the best pitcher in baseball. I mean, it's you crazy. are big baseball fans. I watched him against the Diamondbacks before he faced the Pods last week. His first 11 pitches were all over 100 miles an hour. It's crazy. And you just go, holy fuck. You know, and he, he's so goddamn good. And did I tell you this story about this kid that I, I don't know if I said this last week or not, this kid that I coached uh, from middle school up, he went to end up going to East Lake High School, Long Beach State. He's with the St. Louis Cardinals organization. Okay. And it's his, it's his second year, and he, he, um, he he's all excited that he's with the Cardinals. His family's flying out from California to Florida to watch him play in this minor league game. God, how cool. And fucking the guy faces is Jake DeGrom. Oh, oh. On a rehab start. And it was like his family watched him to strike it on three straight pitches over and over. And they said, dude, it fucking sucked. He said it was terrible. He goes, no way. And nobody up top can hit him. And now here he is, you know, a 20-year-old kid facing this guy, just throwing BBs that moves move like crazy. And his family was like so disappointed. They had to pay for airline tickets and just like, fuck. Yeah, that's he had no wrong, chance. That's the wrong attitude. <laughs> that's absolutely, I'm sorry to your buddy. It's completely the wrong attitude. Who knows? I hope. Your buddy gets the opportunity 
to play in the bigs and has a 20-year career. If he doesn't, yes. when he is a father and a grandfather and hopefully a great-grandfather, he can tell the story and it can be confirmed by other family members. I'm sure they'd love to share it. Dave, you had the opportunity to stand in against Jacob deGrom. It's not like you got fucking struck out by fill-in-the-blank, anybody else, just some random guy. I think you'd rather have the hit against Joe Schmo. I get it. Jesus. But, but when you're watching the All-Star game and DeGrom's going to start, you have to assume he yeah. starts. Dude, you're sitting there going, holy shit, when I was 20 yeah. years old and he's embarrassing the American League hitters like you would assume Nationally. he would. Yeah. Uh, no, but I'm saying if he's pitching in the oh. All-Star game. Um, you go, holy shit. I had a chance to stand in against that guy. He did. He absolutely did. Yeah. You know, here's an interesting thing. About, two things about DeGrom. One is he's older than Madison Bumgarner. Is, is that Is that right? crazy? Yeah, he's older than we think. One. Two, he, um, he's so fucking good that I was listening to Ron Darling, who says, I've been around baseball forever. I mean, like, he goes, 50 years of my life. This is what I do. I'm a broadcaster yeah. now. He goes, he's the only guy that when I know he's pitching that day, that I get excited driving to the ballpark. Like, there's a little pep in his step. He can't stop thinking about it. I'm going to see DeGrom yeah. today. Yeah. That's how good he is. We used to have that. Let me think about guys here that we had, and not even kidding around. Kevin Brown? Yes. PV in his prime? Yeah. I never felt that way with PV. I mean, PV was great, but Kevin Brown, I, I don't know. I loved Kevin Brown. I loved every. I loved his attitude. Yeah. Um. And then thinking about guys that were coming here. Yeah. Roger Clemens Always. coming here. Randy Johnson yeah. coming here. Griffey. No, but I'm talking okay. about pitchers talking only. About pitchers. Kershaw. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not saying that to be. Oh, uh, it's a dick move what you're pulling. You motherfucker. Let me finish. Kershaw is pretty special. Yeah, he, he, he is. Pretty, no, but I'm just saying like. There were, I'm thinking about guys that when we were younger, right? Nolan Ryan coming to town. Just those Steve Carlton. Yes. It's a great one. Just those different kind of guys. We up oh, Maddox. Yes. Right? Smoltz, Glavin. Those kind of guys. When you knew that they were kind of iconic, got a lot of national attention. Yeah. Um but I think that's pretty cool when Ron Darling talks about that. Yeah. I mean, says he, as a broadcaster, he gets excited. Okay, so my point is this. You went and bought tickets the other night, and you said, man, it's a very expensive to sit up top. There are teams that charge more money per team. Like, let's say the Dodgers are coming to town in a couple of weeks. That's yeah. more than a game, let's say, against the Pirates. Mm -hmm. Do you have an issue if the Padres charge more when a guy like DeGrom is pitching? Um, like, per, per, not per team, but per game. Pretty tough to, to single it down knowing for sure, right? Because what if something happens for DeGrom? I have no issues at all if they're doing it per team. I, I don't, I mean, we have the right as the consumers say no. I bought for two um, promotional nights. So if the tickets that I paid for two promotional nights are a little different than a Tuesday night game against fill in the blank, yeah, fuck it. My decision. I knew the games I wanted to go to. And we picked those too. Just this worked out. Found the giveaways that my kids wanted a part of. Yeah. And so for four tickets, by the time we were all done, it's probably 150 bucks. Okay. Uh, before food and everything else. So yeah, doing that times two, you know, 300 bucks out the door. 
uh, do that a million more times. And uh, I just paid for Tatis. You're welcome. <laughs> but, but no, we picked it out. We have an Angels game that we're going to later this year. And then uh, I don't know what else we'll do. But, but like I said, I knew for 10 years we were able to get in down there for nothing because there was nothing to see. Yeah. So if the game's changed because of the lineup, so fucking be it. I'm happy to pick. Speaking of the Padres lineup right now, are you concerned that this team has no offense outside of Tatis? Interesting about these rumors about Joey Gallo, right? But but you saw what Dennis Lynn pointed out today, which is the cold reality. Shit, man, you don't have that deep farm system that you had. A lot of guys got moved out to get pieces in here. And if you're the Rangers and Chris Young, what are you looking for to trade Gallo? Because I think Joey Gallo gets you something from a lot of different teams. Yeah. Guy can play, I mean, his average. We're going to sit here at night, Dave, when he's hitting two, 208, and we'll be like, what the fuck? What did we give up? We gave up Camposano to get this guy? Shit. But he, I, I mean, legit can play all three outfield positions, legit 30 home run guy, right? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'm in. You need to do something. You need to do something. That, that's what we were saying. The frustrating thing was that Chris Bryant was a guy we were pushing for, you know, weeks ago. And here the Cubs are playing great baseball. Um, the Cubs are, are in do, this though? thing. What do, who do the Padres or the Cubs? Cubs. The Cubs are in a bad situation for the fact that they're very good and they can, yeah. they're a playoff team. And if you're a Cubs fan, you're thinking, you know, much better we would be if we had Darvish. Yeah. We completely fucked this up. We didn't think yeah. we were going to compete this year. The Giants are in the same boat, but the difference is... Completely different. It, it is. It's really different. The Cubs have no minor league system. None. And in reality, they'd be better off trading Bryant, Rizzo, and Bias yeah. and building their minor league system. The Giants have moved up to number nine. I mean, they're going in the right direction with their minor league Giants system. Giants are playing with house money. It doesn't yeah. matter. They, want they have a free get, season. They do, and they're two, two years away. Next year, a bunch comes off the books. Two years from now, they got almost everything off the books. So if they have to go get a guy, and maybe, like, I look at uh, Dodgers, what it took to get Mookie Betts. Yeah. You were able to get Mookie Betts, but you had to take David Price in the $30 million contract, something San Diego shied away from. But the Dodgers said, fuck it, we'll do it. The Giants have the flexibility that if they needed to do something like that, Dave, and they may go out seeking that, to say, hey, listen, do you have a guy on your roster that you want to unload Rangers? Send us Joey Gallo. I don't know that they need outfield help. You get the point. And I don't know what San Diego can do because while you get financial flexibility in a couple of years with Myers coming off the books, the change to Hosmer's contract, um, you're about to see Tatis's number go way up. Yes. Cronenworth's number is going to go up. Yes. Paddock's not going to go up. Uh, I don't know where you're going to be at Clevenger and Snell, Darvish, right? I mean, you've got a few guys, but some of these dudes coming through the system are not developing at the rate you thought. So, yeah, they're going to have some decisions to make. So the Cubs right now are tied for first place with the Brewers. Uh, was, this game is going on right now. 33 and 26 they are. Wow. Here's the deal. It's Chicago. I mean, it's not like the Cubs are even, you know, the history of the Yankees. They're the Cubs, and they've been very exciting to watch for a, a good eight years now, okay? Yeah. 
So you're looking at what they're doing. If the Cubs, for some reason, do exactly what we said, what their plan was, we're going to suck anyway, so let's start dealing guys off and start building that farm system. If you did that to a first-place team, they'd burn Wrigley down. I mean, there's, you can't do that to a first-place team. It's bad for baseball to ship off three starters when you're in first place. It shocks me that with the guys in place uh, that they have, that I don't feel like the Cubs, uh, I'll defer to uh, John Conniff and the guys at Matt Fryers, Kyle Fluger and others, but I don't feel like the Cubs have the highest-rated farm system. They don't. And when you look at Theo and Jed Hoyer and Jason McLeod, like you've got a bunch of guys there that had a pretty good track record of success in Boston and have not had a very good track record of success in Chicago. Yeah. And that's a little surprising to me that they don't have a whole lot of guys ready to replenish the major league roster if three insanely impactful players walk away. Yeah, so right now... um... The, the Padres, we'll stick with them because I know there are Cub fans here, but we'll, we'll talk to you about the Padres. This Padre team, Tatis, obviously is outstanding. It's hitting over 400 since batting in the fourth spot. Um, Fam has done better. I mean, it's only hitting 228, all yeah. right? I know he's one for one tonight as we do the show, but Fam hasn't been what they thought. Machado hasn't been what Padre fans thought so far, but they do need help. And so you sit there and you go, well, what does it take to to make a serious run? They need more offense. Every team needs more offense. I don't care who you are. This team especially needs more offense to make a serious run of winning a World Series. Yeah. Yeah. You need a, I mean, look, they have got, when you go around the lineup, the everyday eight, Nola was expected to be your main guy. Nola's been gone 90% of the season. Yeah. Hosmer played a lot. Uh, Cronenworth played a lot. Tatis has been insanely effective when he's playing, but he's missed a lot. Machado has that shoulder injury. You wonder, right, like how much that's impacting him. We've seen him sit for a few games, right, Dave? Which is unlikely because he he doesn't, uh, unusual, I should say. He doesn't sit often. Right. And then you move around. You go left field. Pham's trying to find his way. Yep. But he's got Kim running into him. And then yesterday... This gets knocked right in the frickin' noggin. Right in the head. How'd that feel, Tommy? Not good. He's been banged up. Grisham's been down. Yeah. Myers has been down a lot. A lot. So, and, and then you're trying to put it off on Mateo. You're trying to put it off on... Mateo's Pro- not a major leaguer, by the way. No, you're trying to put it off on Profar. You're trying to do all these different guys to fill in the blanks. Yeah. When guys are done. Yeah, the bench is... Far from strong, but these guys are just plugging in, trying to play, right? Webster Rivas catching all the time. How about uh, how about AC calling out the Padres saying, your team struggles against good teams? Yeah, I th- it's absolutely fair. And it's not a bad question. Nobody wants to hear that, but I think his point was not to be a dick. His point was, yeah. these are the who you're going to face in the postseason. Can you yeah. beat these teams in the postseason? Man, I, I tell you what, too, we talked about DeGrom, but watching Stroman yesterday, yeah, like you just go, holy shit, really, really good. Yes. But those guys, I mean, they're beating a lot of teams. So, yeah, you got to find a way to get to them. I mean, he had bases loaded against DeGrom. You couldn't capitalize. But no offense to uh, Steve Woods, but when your go-to guy when things fall apart is Brian O'Grady, I don't – you might have to rethink a few things. 
Do you think O'Grady is upset that Woods hitches wagon to him? I mean, there, there's uh, a jinx there. It sounds completely. like completely. Guy just wanted to come in. And seems like a nice enough fella. Sure, he is. But one eleven doesn't get it done. No. You got some pretty boy putting all kinds of pressure on you. God damn, that bat feels like it's turned to sawdust in my hands. <laughs> and then just jumping on every night on social media just cannot let me up for air. God damn it. <laughs> this is an interesting stretch for the for the Padres. I was kind of curious to see where the Padres were going to be after these couple weeks because they had, you know, the Cubs in Chicago last week didn't go well. They came back here, faced the Mets for four. They split. They took the first two. When he loses the first two after winning the first two, it feels like he lost the series. Yeah. Then they have the Cubs here for three. And then they, they go back to uh, New York to face the Mets again. And then you're going, well, great. Who are the teams that we're competing yeah. with doing? And you realize the Dodgers are facing the Pirates, you know? Yeah. And you go, where, right. where do you end up after these couple weeks? And sure, there's, you know, a long season and things even out. But you wonder, right now the Padres have a one-game lead over the Dodgers. The Giants, is, as you mentioned, are a complete shock to everybody. 37-22 and 22 have been absolutely ridiculous. Best record in the National League. Who do you look at, seriously, as, as the biggest threat to the Padres, the Giants or the Dodgers? I can't stand Dave Roberts right now. I, I, I don't know what happened to that guy. Holy shit. Why do you hate Dave? Because he's so fucking annoying. He's so fucking annoying. I can't take it. His stupid back and forth with Dylan Hernandez yesterday about guys doctoring the baseball was one of the dumbest things I've ever heard a guy say. And it sucked that it came from a guy that I really like and Dave Roberts. Now, he doesn't give a shit, but you just like, he, he doesn't, A, Dave, he doesn't think it's cheating. B, he doesn't want to know anything about it. Like, oh, okay. There you go, Doc. Um, It's always going to be the Dodgers, but I think... Dude, I love that it's those three teams in the mix. I think it's great. It is great. I love that it's the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Padres. I love the fact that right now, sitting here in June, you're looking going, we better be proactive and get after it, right? Yeah. I feel like you have a a management team and an ownership group that are as anxious as we all are. They're not just going to sit back and let it all play out. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. But I I think it's great. This team was built with the idea of being a World Series contender, not being a wild card contender. And they're looking and going, we got we to gotta shake this up a little bit. So who moves? Who stays? Uh, how desperate are you to go out and get a player? Fuck, it's going to be fun. You know who my favorite player might be in baseball right now? My, my favorite player on the Dodgers. My favorite player to come up to bat to watch him play is? Uh, let me think about this. Max Muncy. Now, Max is playing great. He hurt his ankle the other night, but he, he's playing great baseball. Probably the hottest guy on the team. I don't know. Who you got? It's Albert Pujols. I oh, love watch. Whoa. Every time he comes up to bat, I'm excited. Like, I, yeah. get, I get on my phone like all of Padre fans do, the lineup as soon as it comes yeah. out. So, I get it for the Padres, Angels, Dodgers. It comes out on my phone. And the first thing I look for is Pujols playing. Yeah. And you realize the guy has nine home runs. You know, he has more home runs than Machado. And you go, and it's fucking Albert. And as as my son said, do you realize you're looking at the greatest player to ever put on a Dodger <laughs> uniform? Hang on. I just talked shit about Brian O'Grady. Oh, fuck, is that great to hit the homer? <laughs> Keep doing it. Yeah. Fuck, we called out Blake Snell yeah. last week and it worked. Yeah, he went seven. That's goddamn great. Two-run homer for O'Grady. I'm very happy for my friend Steve Woods. 
I still think he put the whammy on that kid, but goddamn, is that funny. Good for that. That is funny. Okay. So he made a good point. He goes, out of everyone in Dodger history, Albert Pujols is the greatest player to ever wear a Dodger uniform. Who said that? My son said that to me. And I said, you know what? I'm thinking of Koufax, and I'm thinking of all these guys. And I think Babe Ruth coached first base for the Dodgers right before he died. Yeah. But that's not the same thing of coaching and, be, and being an active player. I think he's right. You look at his numbers, Pools is the, the greatest player to ever wear a Dodger uniform. Oh, man. I don't know, man. Yeah, Duke Snyder? Yeah, Pools' numbers are better than Snyder's. I got a different game when Duke played. It, <laughs> it's a lot different. Everything's different. No, I know. It just looks so strange. I'm it, not to taking me, anything yeah. away from Pool Holds. Not at all. But, Dude, I, but it, it's not like you're trying to say... He's the greatest guy to ever play for the Diamondbacks. No, and he's not the greatest player to play for the Dodgers, meaning now I'm saying the greatest player to wear the actual uniform. Wow. When you look at his resume, it's it's crazy. And you look yeah. at it and you go, what the fuck happened with the Angels? Like, how could they not? They're paying him anyway. Yeah. Like, how did this not work anywhere? He hated Joe Madden. He hated Joe Madden. I mean, seriously, he has nine, really nine home good. runs. This fucking guy has how nine homers. How many for the Dodgers? Um, four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hit one yesterday. Fuck. And you just sit there and go, what, what the hell? And yeah. I love how he's doing the tour. You know, I love how when Freddie Freeman are with each other. And yeah. and you can see that everybody on other teams are so happy to to talk to him or hug him or see yeah. him. It's kind of cool. You'd like to see everybody kind of go out that way. It doesn't happen in baseball very often. The old saying is that someday somebody will tell you, you can't do this anymore. You know, but it's usually not going to be, you aren't going to run the way Tony Gwynn or Derek Jeter did it. But when you're a guy at the end of the road, like Pool Holtz, yeah, and the Angels turn their back on you, yep, and you're wondering if you have anything left, and then all of a sudden, not only does the phone ring, but it rings from the defending world champions. You don't have to move. You don't have to move. <laughs> And you get a chance. You don't have to be the guy. Yeah. Not that you necessarily had to be that for the Angels with Trout and Rendon recently and Upton and others in yeah. that lineup. But still, you get it. Um, when you can just go and just not be the guy, just be a guy. Yeah. Be one of the guys. Fuck, Dave. It's got to be able to just put your mind at ease. Feel like it. A huge burden's lifted, and then whatever you have left in the tank you're probably given the chance to to shine. I mean, he was they were trying to start him, then Otani, then who's the other kid? Walsh, that, Jared Walsh. Walsh, that's who it is. Was coming up and trying to play first like you just didn't have a spot for. No, him. you didn't. But now they're they're picking their spots. He doesn't get into many games, but no. he gets a chance to pinch hit or He or bats play against late. lefties and pinch hits. Yeah. And that's it. And that that's it. So, here's the deal. He has 671 career home runs. God He's on pace damn. to finish with 690-something this year, okay? Well, wait a minute. That's 20, that's 20 home runs away. Like, he's on pace right now for about 26 home runs on the season. How about if we put him at 685? That'd be okay. another 14, all- Dave. That'd be a huge number for a guy in a very limited okay. role. Okay, Four, 14 more home runs, let's say. Okay. Does somebody give him a chance to get 700 next year? Do the Dodgers. If I'm the Dodgers, I say absolutely. Well, so the Twins have Nelson Cruz dh but I yeah. would have to Oh, then it's supposed to have, be a DH in the National League yeah. next year. That would be the thing. See, I keep thinking, the Do- here's my guess on the Dodgers. People are going to lose their shit when I say this. Arenado's going to opt out after this year. He's going to end up on the Dodgers, and, Jay- and Justin Turner's going to be the DH. 
Wow. You think he gets out of the Cardinals? I, well, he, he can. I mean, he can. He, can. he has an option to opt out after this season. How do you do that unless your agent knows what you're going to get? Yep. And how does your agent know what you're going to get without somebody else tampering? And at the same time, the Dodgers pull a shitload of money off the books after this year with Kershaw and, I believe, Price. And they have a bunch of guys that make yeah. the $30 million that are gone. Price had one more. Price, I'm not sure. For going back to last year, i got to look up his contract now. Yeah. But it's one when of those. Kershaw changes. Yeah, Kershaw's $33 million, gone. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, but don't they have other guys like Seager and Bellinger? Well, Seager's a free agent, right? Yep, Seager's a free agent. Either way, they're going to have to probably pay for a shortstop, whether it's Story, Baez, or Seager. Wow. Yeah. The talk is Seager's going to the Yankees. Really? Yep. That's the number one guy the Yankees say they're chasing. Story's saying he's not going back. The feeling is he's not going back to the Rockies. Yeah. So he's on the move. I fucking love baseball, man. It's just so great. It's just so great. And especially with the West, like it is. Yep. So, okay. So Price is under contract next season for $32 million free agent after next year. All right. So, yeah. So... See, that's a lot. Man. It's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Plus, Mookie's deal kicks in, right? Yep. So, I mean, the Kershaw money comes off, but the Mookie money kicks and in. And Bauer still makes, is going to make $45 oh, million next year. That's the other guy I was yep. thinking of. Yeah. So, the Dodgers have to pay for Bellinger, Seager. Let's just say Seager. Shortstop. And they're going to have to pay Walker Bueller. Yeah, I mean, their TV deal is like a billion, right? Some crazy freaking number that they get. Yeah, the rumor was, we told you a couple months ago, they were going to put the team up for sale this year. Yeah. that The, the Guggenheim group is going to put the team up for sale. I wonder if they still think that. Yeah, I wonder. It's Again, they, they bought the team for $2 billion in 2012. What's it worth now? Yeah, they made money. They did okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did okay. Won a world championship. Finished from first place every year they've owned the team. Remodeled uh, the Dodger stadium. stadium. They're hosting the All-Star Game in 2022. Yeah. Uh, is it? They were supposed to host it last year. Yeah, is it next year? Is it next year or 2022? I think it goes to Colorado this year after yeah. getting taken away from Atlanta. I'll look I thought it it's next year. Could be wrong on that, but I, I thought you're it's right. Next so far, you've nailed going. all every one of these. Yeah, but holy shit, man! Yeah, I just uh, I like it. I I like it because man, the the pods are in. But what do you have? You don't have that laundry list of names available to you. So how creative can you get without flipping C.J. Abrams, Robert Hassel, right? Okay, if they traded Gore, would you, the All-Star Games in L.A. Uh, 2022. With All-Star, okay, so here you go. Let's say they say McKenzie Gore. You okay with it? Depends on what I'm getting in return. Let's say you're getting Gallo. Uh... Yeah, I mean, you got you got to go for it this year. I mean, this is the year. You got to go for it. And I don't know whatever happened with Gore. I I, I don't think that I used to not say you have to go for it this year because of Clevenger. I thought bought yeah, an excuse. But the, as well as their Padres are playing, you go for it this year. You, you do it. To. You got to. This is unusual. It doesn't happen very often. And for whatever is going on with Gore, I think the sting of trading him now, look, could we be like the White Sox and five years from now we're looking at shit on social media where the Rangers are thanking us for the five-year anniversary of getting Mackenzie Gore? 
Because Gore wins fucking 18 a year? Yeah. Just watch. Sorry, watch on a highlight. I'm going to see if Tatis hurt his right hand. Uh, holy fuck, that kid. He's a hell of an athlete. Oh, fuck. Well, there you go. It, with Gore, I hate to say, Tatis isn't Anthony Davis, but every time it goes down, we get nervous, don't we? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's not Anthony Davis, but he just goes for it. He does, on 100%. Every play. Yeah, he just... He's uh, if if Tatis played football, he'd play special teams. Like he he'd probably play offense and defense, but he plays special teams too. Sure as hell wouldn't be the kicker. Where's my button? Hit it. <laughs> we realize we had a button on here that makes noise, so we're like, all right, when's the right time to hit it? Uh, hang on, I'll, I'll give you another one. You know, Dave, I hope they do go out and do something. I don't know that they'd beat my USIU though team though shit. Uh, that's the oh, wrong button. That's wrong not it. Fuck. God dang it. Okay. None of these are labeled. Damn. No, the top. Not, no. There you go. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got a new board and it fixed all the levels and i'm so stoked we got rim shots we got crowd ah, so fucking awesome you use it to death we don't care josh is like what anything in here and then we just start dicking around we're like what's this and we're just, oh, yes. uh, he's uh he's goddamn special i'm sorry these games are on and we get distracted we do we're excited this that's why i like doing the but, show during the games the fun Shit is O'Grady hitting a home run. I'm gonna laugh about that forever because I when O'Grady struck out earlier, I sent Steve a text that said O hyphen shit. <laughs> and Steve wrote me back. He was, God damn it, I wanted it so bad for that kid. And then all of a sudden O'Grady hits a two-run. Did he over. talk shit to you? Did he no. write you back yet? God damn, he didn't even say anything. Oh, that's so, fun. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I still stand by my point. Yes. Two-run homer or not, it would be nice if you had a little deeper bench, but that doesn't change the fact that's a cool story for Brian O'Grady. Good for him. And good for Steve and Ben. I think that's cool. All right, let's serious question here. Are you going to give me credit, okay, which doesn't happen very no. often. Are you going to give me credit for going all the way back to about 2015 when I said the problem with Padre fans is you need to demand more? And they've given you more, and they're winning baseball. And we're talking about six months of entertainment that you guys goofed on me for. It is so much better doing it my way than doing it your way. Yes, but I think, you know, in 2015A, well, let's let's take a few layers of this. Okay. I think for the hardcores that have been here for a long time, we look at it and we say, we all kind of are off in our own island there was nothing cool about being a Padre fan in 2015. And so we all just kind of floated out there in our own world. Didn't really say anything, right? Yep. And then all of a sudden... You were excited about Spangenberg. Never. Not Colin one. Ray. <laughs> Not Colin Yes, you Ray. were. I was there when he made his debut with you. Jed Jerko. None of these fucks. And so, Casey Kelly. All uh, these guys. Yeah. Manuel Margot. Yeah. All these motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm telling you. Doug Mirabelli. None of them. 
So we just sat there because depending on how long you've been cheering for this team, we're a little tired of getting need in our oversized, very impressive nuts over and over again. That's right. I said it. But then, I don't know, probably around 2018, right? Things started to come together a little bit, kind of got fun. Like I say, we were a little bit of the gazelles yeah. where we were excited for ourselves, even though we had no reason to be excited. Yes. And then different things happened. And all of a sudden, Dave, I just think we had so much history of wanting more and not getting it. Yeah. Starting with Tom Warner's group being rescued for a short period of time by John and Larry. Then John's divorce turned us upside down again when everybody started getting kicked out the door. The Jeff Morad era. The two missing... Um, O'Malley brothers, we still yeah. don't know where the fuck those guys are. Those guys? We don't know what happened to Mike D. Where the fuck's he? But then uh, Seidler, Ron Fowler going down the radio saying, well, we almost made a trade yesterday that would have really shook up everybody. And then I go on social media and said, well, I almost bought tickets yesterday. That would have shook up everybody. I mean, <laughs> we just, dude, when you have a long history of being Charlie Brown and the team's Lucy holding the football, there's no reason to demand more. They're going to pull the God. You can tell them all the time, keep the fucking ball down. You got it. We will. And they pull the ball away. But finally, uh, Pete Seidler's taken over. AJ Preller's kind of found his way. And I think you have an ownership group and a management group that allows you to demand more because they demand more. For so many Padre fans, this is the first time they've ever experienced anything like this. Like you're a oh, diehard. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I've seen a lot of Padre baseball, but we have so many people who are younger, who are now into this, and this is as good as it's ever been. They're so excited. I see so many pictures on social media with Padre brown hats yeah. in the pictures. Yeah. And people are so excited to wear the SD brown hats, and they're they're everywhere. They're just everywhere. Don't and this you wonder what Fowler thinks? Because he swears, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but there were people in that organization that did not want to go back to the brown and gold, resisted it. Yeah. And it's not only with this ownership group. It's gone back a long time. But now, Dave, when you see it, and especially just starting, like you said, with the hat, you go, fuck, that's us. And then when you see, I saw a picture the other day of uh, of Tatis wearing blue and white, and it was just like, what is that, right? Like, you go, what are we doing? But now when you see in the brown and gold, you go, yeah, that's cool. It's it's amazing because again it's the San Diego thing where the the really the as you said the fans wanted it like crazy yeah I mean they did you talked about it all the time I thought the it time. was a big fucking waste of time but overall it's what diehard Padre fans wanted true Padre fans wanted and I just yeah. like brown is a ridiculous color like I, no joke I'm watching the Cubs right now and I'm like that looks good red white and blue oh, oh never disappoints. Got it, but they've they've owned that for a long time. I got it, but the brown to me is just like nobody owns anything brown. We do. We're really outside of anything Padres. Do you own anything fucking brown? No. Just belt? Padres. <laughs> no. Brown belt. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I yeah. don't even have a brown belt. I don't have brown socks. I don't have anything brown. I got cowboy boots. But that's our team. That's it. That's our team. And that's how we want it. And the diehards. Now we look at that, Dave, and we stand out and we look different than the Rays. Yeah. Oh, you stand out. Look- we look different than any other team. I like the home uniforms. Yeah, big time. I, I, big the, time. The home I like. Not a fan of uh, 
the brown or khaki pants with the brown jersey. Do you know jersey. what I like in the brown one? And we've talked about this is if they would have done the interlocking SD. Yeah. I don't. I don't need San Diego across the front. If they would have done the interlocking SD on both of those, on the brown one and on the pinstriped one, and says San Diego, I think they'd be miles better. But I like them all. It's cool. As a baseball purist part of me, I want them to stay with the uniform. Like this uniform here, even the road one that I don't like, just stay with it. I think they will. And that's the thing is good teams, good organizations don't change dramatically. Yeah. Cardinals, Yankees, Dodgers, they stay with the same goddamn thing. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see these change. Good. Not for a long time. Stay with what it is. Right but, I, but I think those little things, like we said, are the kind of things that make you go, yeah, this is the goddamn, we've waited forever. To have an ownership group that you believed in. We waited forever, even with Jack McKeon, who we... And and listen, Trader Jerk did a lot, man, to build that farm system. I mean, they bought in, but then they shortchanged the scout, typical Padre move, and the guy who found the Alomar brothers and Ozzie Guillen and so many others, right? We fuck him over, so then he leaves and goes somewhere else. But as much as we love Kevin Towers... Kevin stayed loyal to his guys. We couldn't find guys that could build a farm system. Preller comes in. Uh, shit, we joke about this all the time. I thought Billy Epler would have been a great hire. Fuck, Billy Epler was a disaster for the Angels. <laughs> and true. kudos to Mike D. Mike D was the guy who bought into Preller. Preller, he did. Com- Preller comes in, complete fucking wreck at the start. We should have had Luis Castillo. That deal gets fucked up. But ownership stays loyal to him even when people are wondering if it's the right move. Builds a farm system. Ownership spends money. He goes out and finds players. Yeah, man, it, it's really, really fun to be a fan of this team through good games and bad games. Right now, much better than it's ever been consistently day in and day out for as long as I can remember. All right, here's another question for you. All right, right. a little bit away from baseball, but... We'll get to this. And now, then I got to tell you, I made a huge mistake on uh, last yeah, week's show that I have to f- fix. <laughs> okay. We're sick of it. Did you watch the Logan Paul fight last night? I did. I did too. I didn't pay for it. I didn't either. Uh, I watched it in French. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Did he watch it in French? <laughs> I was, it's so funny you said that. And did you have a situation where it kept locking up and, and you were getting kicked out like as they were coming to the ring? Yeah, I had that. And that, that the big blue box and then it would go away. Um, I saw so many different responses to it today. So many different things that I saw. A, uh, when I finally got it in English, Mauro Ronaldo, who I love, has been a friend for a long time, the bipolar rock and roller, the voice of combat sports for Showtime was so goddamn funny on the call. And I, I'm sorry. I wish I knew the two guys that were with him that did it. Showtime knew immediately going in that it was more sideshow fun exhibition. That's why Al Bernstein wasn't there. That's why Steve Farhood wasn't there. They, they taught it as kind of fun. Um, I think anybody who paid 50 bucks for that, right? Maybe paid to watch Ocho Cinco do his thing in the start. But he got up and finished it out. Anybody who paid 50 thinking that you were going to get Ali Frazier won, then that's on you. Yeah. Floyd's 44 years old. Paul, Logan Paul is 0-1. And what'd what'd you give him money for? So... 
it took about, I was wondering going in as a combat sports fan, like, are they really going to go at it? What's Floyd's approach going to be? Because Floyd's approach is going to dictate the whole night. That's right. If Floyd goes in saying, I'm going to do everything I can to lay this kid out, which he should have. I thought he was trying for a while for that knockout. He was more aggressive than he usually is. Usually it's defense and and a tactician. I like Floyd. I I heard everything he said afterwards about cashing the money, the whole thing. And don't tell me he's not relevant. There were people paying money last night, and that was all over Twitter. On a Sunday night, people were talking about Floyd, and, and credit to Logan Paul, too. You're, he's goddamn relevant at 44. People wanted to see the fight. So that, that's kudos to Floyd. But he's going to dictate what he wants to do. He's trying to claim he made $30 million off the tags on his shorts. Did, he, did somebody really pay $10 wow. million? To, I don't know. Maybe he did. Or maybe he had six and he got five for each guy. I don't know. But if Floyd would have come out and said, I'm going to knock the piss out of this kid. <laughs> I am just going to knock the piss out of this kid. And then I'm going to call out his brother who stole my hat two weeks ago and pissed me off. I'm going to call him out, and we're going to redo this whole thing in three months. Now you got the brother fighting for revenge. You got Mayweather going, I'm going to knock the fuck out of this kid. He probably makes another $30 million. Shuts those two guys up, right? Yeah. And, and the whole thing. But at the end, Dave, I watched Logan Paul, and he said, hey, man, this just shows you that hey, set your dreams however high you want it. That fucking kid, say what you want about him, When eight rounds. I watched Joe Rogan today. goes, dude, the endurance that it takes to go from yeah. an adrenaline to go eight rounds with Floyd Mayweather for a guy who doesn't do it, fucking cool. So, yeah, I just... Uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't dis- disappoint no. myself by saying... What are you doing? You just wasted, you know, 40 minutes watching this. No, no. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I didn't pay for it at the same time, but it doesn't matter. I enjoyed it. It was time well spent for me. But if Floyd would have come out and just smoked that kid, we would have been like, holy shit, he's 44 years old. He's given up how much in height? He's given up how much in weight? And he comes out and beats the piss out of that guy. And now the brother wants to fight him. And I can't wait. I'd buy that one, too. <laughs> But Floyd doesn't care. He yeah. he did it, and like you said, it was a cash grab, and he got a whole lot of cash. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. More yeah. people were talking about that than they were talking about the UFC or, fight the night before. Or NBA playoffs. Absolutely. Or, or men's soccer or anything else going yeah. on. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it was great. Uh, not great as far as it's not going to make anybody forget one of Hagler Hearns. No, of course not. But – but I don't know how many people were watching it the way we did. But, yeah, my kids wanted to see it. Cool. And and we just watched it. So, yeah, it was what it was. Good deal. Good deal. All right, I'll tell you my mistake after we oh, get yeah. through this. Dan Williams, again, Dan Williams is the guy you want to talk to when it comes to finances. So many people right now are trying to figure things out. Yesterday spent my Sunday as I've extended the time that I'm paying for my taxes, trying to figure everything out. I have so many things that... I have to understand what I'm doing with through my personal stuff, through what I'm going to do with my California Bears baseball team. Uh, we have a nonprofit we run in Jake's Projects. We have things that we have going on right now that we want to make sure everything's in order. So when you figure all this out and you have to call a guy like Dan Williams and you say, Dan, 
is there a way to to make this work for me better than I think I can make it work for myself because I'm not an expert. He's an expert when it comes to finances. Dan's your guy that can help you out. Don't forget, he also has his Borrow Smart 2-Minute Tuesday on YouTube. You can check that out, and he'll help you as far as understanding your cost of debt. Also, he wants to help you get out of the rental market and buy your first home. Call Dan Williams. Don't waste any more time. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Told you about it last week. Uh, my ex called me and said, hey, I'd like to refinance uh, for the condo because ultimately the goal would be uh, to pass the condo down to our sons. And I said, well, 858-688-6813. Uh, sent the numbers over to Dan. Got back today with a deal, and it's going to save a couple of hundred bucks a month off the payment. And payment's pretty manageable, but... Like anybody, right? You save two hundred a month. Uh, do the math: twenty four hundred a year. It adds up, especially over the life of the loan. So yeah, that changes everything for us. Gives more financial flexibility for a lot of different things. As we said, with two kids getting ready to start high school, what are you doing to make your property work for you? If you're not doing enough, give Dan a call. Tell him Dave and Jefferson. Brian Curry is the guy you want to talk to when it comes to buying a new home or selling the home you currently have. You want to take advantage of the great real estate market. Well, now's the time to do it. I don't know about you, but I drive through almost every neighborhood that I'm in and I look for for sale signs. I'm just curious to know how many people are making the jump right now. So many of you understand this is the time of your life to really profit off your property. Brian Curry is the guy to help you out. Don't waste your time. Make sure that if you're looking to sell, you get the most for your home at the same time. Do you have the neighborhood you want to move into with the right school district? 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. So big, Dave. No matter where you want to go, again, we spent the weekend in Coronado. Uh, it is so easy to get down there when you mention Pete's name because they block you off and, hey, what are you doing here? I go, I'm big friends with Pete. They're like, come on in. Like, hey, do you hear that he wants the bridge toll reinstated? I go, well, I can't support that. They're like, yeah, neither can we. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch, right? We should have known. That's why they ran him out of Point Loma. But no matter where you want to go, Point Loma is another beautiful part of San Diego that we never talk about. Uh, where do you want to go? Find that house that's right for you, right for your kids, and ultimately right for the long term. Boy, nobody knows this better than Brian Curry. And it's the one thing, Dave, that we talk about that always gets forgotten. You look at what the housing price is, and you say, I don't know, maybe $300,000, $400,000, $500,000. We can take the equity that we have in our current property, and we can make it so it's not that big of a reach to drop into a nicer, bigger property with a bigger price tag. But all the little things, right? The the insurance, the, the property taxes, The HOA, what are those ultimately going to mean to your bottom line? And are you still going to be able to afford it at the end of the month? Brian's going to know the answers to that before you even ask the question. Give him a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff said hello. (laughs) The perfect pool for you is just around the corner. Taylor made pools. Alan Taylor right now is extremely busy. You're looking at people right now on social media, and it seems like they already started having the pool parties. Man, if you don't have that pool, you missed out, but it's not too late. Alan Taylor can make your dreams come true. Make your backyard a staycation. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. So I have a friend in Toronto sends me a message today. He says, holy shit, we're dying up here. It's 36. God, that's cold. She goes, God damn it. Celsius. 
Do the math. You do the math. Fuck off. I go, you fucking do it. 97 degrees in Toronto. Really? Oh, there's nothing about that where you go, that's not a dry heat. That's that sticky humidity, terrible heat. And uh, next message, does tailor-made pools work in Toronto? I go, shit. I can barely get them to work in Escondido. But if you live within the city line, sorry, Rainbow. Sorry, Temecula, Marietta, Lake Elsinore, any of those places. He's not driving up there. He doesn't need to. Fuck no. He is fuck you business right now. Yeah, he's Scrooge McDuck in his big pool. <laughs> but if you live local, anywhere between... Ah, uh, fuck, wrong one. Right there. <laughs> Give me that rim shot again. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. If, uh, yeah, if you live down here in either 91941 or 91942... And you got uh, the backyard. The guys at TaylorMade Pools will make it look brand new. It'll look beautiful. Absolutely. You know tell them, tell them Brian O'Grady told you to call. <laughs> Steve Woods is texting me right now. Is he telling you to fuck off? Yeah, I told him. I go. I literally called both of you out thirty seconds before that home run. Fuck. <laughs> Kyle Fluker's who you need to talk to when it comes to that website. Look, everyone knows how important a website is. We're on them every single day. Some of them are great. Some are absolutely terrible. The ones that are terrible, you never go back. The ones that are great, you continue to do business yep. with. Kyle Fluger is the guy to set you up with one that is great. I'm going to give you this number right here. If you need Kyle Fluger, he can help you out. If the Padres win today, tomorrow, the next day, just oh, call yeah. him and say, fuck you, Kyle. Fuck you. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Everybody come over, line up, and you're just going to say, hey, Kyle, did you see that? Dave, you're going to call and say, hey, Kyle, did you see that game last night? How about them Cubs? Where's your where's the, where's the crowd laughing? <laughs> it never stops. I think if I'd ever touch the button. Oh, you better hit it again. Yeah, we'll make people insane. <laughs> uh, make people insane. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, such a difference when the website's good and when it's not. Make sure yours is on the right end. All right, here we go. Uh, I'll tell you where my mistake was in the five questions, by the way. Here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going June 7th, which is a packed day. I had to narrow it down to five, okay? Okay. We're going to start off with two people no longer with us. The first one is Prince. Damn. Prince. Yeah, think about this one. Uh, 62. Really close, 63. Dude, guy looked 52, didn't he? Yes. I'm going to say he's... Never went outside. Not in Minneapolis. <laughs> uh, dude, I read the... I'll tell you the Prince story in just a second. I read the coolest story about Prince the other day. Um, I'm going to say 400 million. That's funny. It says between 150 and 300 million. Dude, he's got to be higher than that. I read this story. It was great. From people in Minneapolis, there are all kinds of stories. My brother-in-law was like an original member of the Prince fan club from like 1981. My sister and my brother-in-law were invited as a very small group to Paisley Park. And while they were there, Prince played a concert and these two knuckleheads got to dance on the stage 
at Paisley Park with Prince playing like six feet away from him. Oh, that's him. cool. And they said he was just unbelievable. But the story that I read the other day is, if you watch Dave Chappelle, you know he's a huge, that Prince was a huge basketball fan, loved to play the whole deal. And there was this story, I think it was in The Athletic, about how he loved the Minnesota Lynx. He loved the WNBA team, and he would just show up and support this team. And the Lynx are like the only team that consistently won in Minneapolis. So a few years back, they win this championship, and he happens to be there. And he sends a message to the PR staff that said, I'd like to have the team out to Paisley Park uh, for a post-celebration if they would like to come out. So they win this championship. They're all celebrating champagne, the whole thing. And then they find out that Prince has invited them. So like a bus shows up, takes them out to Chanhassen, out to Paisley Park. They go in. I said, they're standing there. It's just them, right? Like the team and, and a few other people, like 25 people. Fucking Prince and his band come out and play a three and a half hour concert wow. just for them. That's cool. And they're on the stage. They're dancing the whole thing. Then... The next fucking morning, Dave, he gets up. Like, it goes all night. Yeah. He goes in and makes everybody on the team pancakes. Really? And if you remember the Chappelle story, he said the same thing. Yeah. When he got beat out there, Prince was making everybody pancakes. That's but, man, I don't know. It's like, that's a guy that, that sadly, uh, you just get even a better appreciation for just how cool he was, how humble he appeared to be. I'm sure you've seen the thing about the halftime show. Yeah. When the producers for the NFL were like, dude, it's pouring rain. I think they're in Miami. They were. And he's got like four-inch heels on. Yeah. They said the stage is completely slick. And they go and they're like, uh, hey, it's raining. He's like, can you make this motherfucker rain more? And, dude, he just went out and killed it. He did. Yeah. He did. Pretty, pretty amazing guy, to say the least. All right, another one no longer with us. Dean Martin. I like Dean. How tall do you think Dean was? This one surprised me. I thought Dean Six was... four. That's what I thought. 5'10". Fucking shrimp. <laughs> I'm telling you what, Dave. This is my feeling. That Rat Pack, okay? Yeah. If you hang out with Joey Bishop, you're not getting shit. <laughs> Peter Lawford, nothing. Yeah. He's a hanger-on. But now the game starts getting interested. Sammy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like your chances. Dino in the number two spot. You hang out with Dino for the night at the Sands. That's going to be a night you're going to remember. And you're, you're probably, I probably am end up with Lola Falana and you're not going to hear a fucking word out of me. You're just going to see a dumb fucking grin. And then if you go out with the chairman, yeah. Sinatra, fuck. I don't know if he lets me leave with Angie. He tries to push Mia Farrow off on me and I don't like that. <laughs> But he's Frank, and he's got Jilly standing there, so fuck, I get... All right, all right, I'll take Mia. Um, take Mia. Dean Martin, probably not, sadly, as much as we want to believe. You want to guess an age? Oh, yeah, age, shit. I'm going to say... I'm going to say he would have been 104. Exactly right. How about that? Nine million. Forty million. Good. Yeah, good for Dean. Good for Dean. God, Dean was a fucking coxman. No he was doubt a coxman. He was. He probably took down Natalie Wood. <laughs> Where's my crowd? <laughs> oh, sure, wrong one. Sorry. Hold on. Wrong one. <laughs> 
Ah, fuck it. I suck. I feel like I'm playing Simon, but I can't get any of the buttons. There you go. God share for me because he took down Natalie Wood. Jesus. The top orange one. <laughs> this one? It's this yeah. one. Yeah. He gave Natalie Wood. Where's my rib shot? I'm trying to do a door. Go back and forth. So stupid. <laughs> so stupid show. <laughs> Jesus. All right, here we go. One of my favorite guys, Bill Hader. Um, sadly, I saw this one today. You did? I don't know how much he's worth. Okay. I wasn't expecting him to come up. I believe he's 43. Exactly right. Oh, fuck. That goddamn Saturday Night Live skit. I mean, he's in a thousand of them. He's Dude, really when good. When he does that puppet with, yeah. with Seth the, MacFarlane. With the smoking? Yes. About Grenada? Yeah. God damn it, dude. That is unbelievable. Everything he does makes me laugh. The Californians, everything makes me laugh. But yeah. I love the fact that he says he's nervous every time. Like, that's how I feel I'd be. I'd be nervous. And he says, dude, I'm nervous every week. That guy's, I'm going to say, God, I hope this is low. I'm going to say 12 million. That's exactly right, too. What the fuck's going on? Nice. You're really good. All right, here we go. This is one of your favorites. I got two more Tom Jones. Tom Jones is a shit. Tom Jones is another coxman. He is. No doubt about it. Closer. I'm going to say he's 84. 81. All right. Uh, I think More. he's made some dough he recently. Has. He's been on very popular. He's a resurgent. $60 million. $100 million. No shit. Good yeah. for him. All right. Last one. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. I like him. Uh, 64. 69. $50 million. $145 million. Oh, shit. All right, here we go. Random questions. This is where I messed up last week. You asked me, where do I hold the steering wheel when I drive? I said 6 o'clock. And then I've been paying attention to it nonstop because people yeah. have been calling me out going, bullshit, you aren't driving at 6. And I said, you know what? I'm going to pay attention. I drive at 9 o'clock. Okay, I, yeah. I don't drive at 6 o'clock. I drive at 9 o'clock. Yeah. That's yeah, where my hand goes. You're not fucking BJ and the bear. No, I don't. I'm doing, I'm doing one hand at 9 o'clock. At 9 o'clock. That's it. Um, I'm still trying to get, I'm, I, I mean, the car that I bought had 17 miles on it when I bought it. Yeah. So it's like, I'm trying to get it all figured out right now. But yeah, I'm nine, probably nine is the main. And then a couple fingers kind of between five and six as I'm getting it figured out. Okay. Right now. That's how funny. About, how about this shit? Do you see, I mean, that story about the two police detectives the other day, just absolutely heartbreaking yeah. right down here on the 805 as we saw that. I mean, Dave, that story, just horrendous. Uh, but then today, as much as we joke around, I'm not joking today, another head-on accident, this time in Spring Valley. There's been like six in wow. two weeks. Um, I don't know what the fuck is going on out there, but dude, this is... I mean, you're talking about grandmothers and little kids, the husband and wife, detectives. Like, I, I don't know enough about what is causing the other people. I mean, mine was uh, a month ago yesterday. And thank you, Scott Yaffe and a bunch of others that just recently saw this story. Like, dude, what's going on? Tell me this thing. Mine was crazy. I mean, I explained what happened for mine. But I, it just it gives me a better appreciation every day for the first responders that looked out for me and have been on the scene. And, man, their hearts 
have just got to be broken as they said goodbye uh, to the husband and wife detectives. And it's just, I, I know our heart breaks for him too. We love uh, Jimmy Betancourt and everybody yep. that wears that badge, no matter what role they play as first responders. God damn, it's been a heartbreaking couple of weeks. Sure has. All right, here we go. Random questions for you. We talked about the movie Nobody last week. Yep. When is the last time you were scared in your own home? Oh, I like that. Oh, I absolutely can tell you. It was, um, uh, real quick, Dave, I want to say uh, Detective Jamie Park and her husband, Ryan Park. Uh, we owe them the respect to mention them by name. So our, our thoughts and condolences with the Park family. Uh, it happened in my old house. Uh, I came home. I opened the garage and there was a skunk the size of, God damn. There you go. I thought it was a bobcat. I thought I was going to have to fight a skunk. And the thing is, too, listen, my ex, love her to death, she, complete pain in the ass. She's an attorney. So I knew that I was already in trouble, that I had to get this skunk out of here. But if anything happens and that fucking thing sprays, it's right by the washer and dryer. Yeah. And that smell doesn't go away. You cannot Febreze that shit out. Um, I had to play it right. But I can't remember. I can't. I just, I think I had a little bit like an air horn. Yeah. And I just, I came out. So if the skunk is inside the garage at 12, using our driving analogy, I was kind of at seven. And I just kept hitting the air horn. Eh. And eventually he got, he just got pissed and left. Oh, shit. But that, oh, dude, you walk out in a skunk? Yeah. Like, we've crossed paths with coyotes over there and a couple other things. How about for you? What's the last time you were scared in your own house? You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this. Somebody asked me this question today. That's why I put it in here. I was saying when I was about eight years old, my parents used to leave the house at, on Saturday nights. They'd go out with friends, and I'd be stuck at home, and it would be like... Yeah. The love boat and uh, Fantasy Island were on. Yep. Fantasy Island sometimes would scare the shit out of you. Like, you know, someone wanted Vincent to meet Jack the Ripper or whatever the hell. Yeah, <laughs> Jack Palance. And you're sitting there going, what the fuck am I doing? So I lived in a house that was, when I think back at it, I'm like, what the hell was an eight-year-old doing on this in this house? We lived on six acres surrounded basically by woods. Damn. Like, this is where horror movies happen. Yeah. And... I'm thinking when the lights are on, people can see me from outside, but I can't see them. You know, understand? And it used to scare the shit out of me every Saturday. I have not been scared of my own home in a long time. When we we were out Saturday at a graduation party, came home, and I didn't realize I left the back door unlocked. And I forgot to set the alarm at the same time. So my wife and I are talking, and... We're about to go upstairs, and she says, there's somebody upstairs. She, she says, I can hear somebody upstairs. Oh. And I said, what? And she goes, I can hear somebody walking around upstairs. And um, so I, I walk in, in the garage. I grab a baseball bat, and I walk upstairs, and she stays downstairs. And I check every room, bathrooms, under the beds, the whole deal. Didn't find anybody. Yeah. And she goes, I stay down here ready to call 911. And I, she said, weren't you scared? And I go, No. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, not to sound like you know macho man guy i'm sure. telling you no but i knew if you were upstairs you weren't coming downstairs i was right. gonna get you 
Yeah. You know, unless you shot me. Uh, but I was I was super pissed with the idea that You're somebody would come field. out. Yeah, I'm on my home field. I was super angry that I would think somebody would walk into my home. Well, and, and we're also in the house where Jake passed. Yeah. And I think, Dave, from an adrenaline standpoint. 100%. If anybody had been coming out of that room, then yeah. it's really yeah. fucking It's up. funny. That's the direction she said she heard somebody. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, there's nobody in the house. She swears she heard somebody walking around, but... She uh, she said, "Were you scared?" I go, "No, I go I was super angry. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't uh, scared at all. I was more upset that somebody would dare walk into our home." Yeah, yeah it was just it was just a, an interesting thing. But I remember eight years old. I was scared every freaking uh, week. Dude, yeah, uh, all right. I here- like that one for people. Tell us. I like when you were scared in your own house. Listen, we're going to be doing a lot of this every time you tell us a story. Oh fuck! <laughs> the top orange one. I didn't know I- which direction to go. <laughs> I was at home. And I just, I swear, I felt like I heard a noise. And then all of a sudden, I, I realized my pajamas were all wet. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. All right, you want me to tell you the move, Josh? And I've been trying to pull them on my wife for the last two weeks, but she not one time did she ever ask, what are you doing? <laughs> Both of us are trying to do this dumb punchline every time. Yeah. So every time we're in the kitchen, and before we open the refrigerator, <laughs> okay, Yeah. we knock on the door. Yeah. And then we wait a couple seconds, then we open the refrigerator and grab whatever the hell we want. Okay. And we're waiting for her to go, you just knock on the refrigerator door? Yeah. And never once has she done it yet to go, what are you guys fucking doing? And we're waiting for her to go, why are you knocking on the refrigerator door? And to go, there might be salad dressing. And she, she not one time, has let us throw the fucking punchline in. How goddamn great is she that she couldn't give less of a she fuck? She doesn't give less did. of a fuck. It's so awkward to knock on the refrigerator door every fucking time. And she never says, what are you fucking doing? Are you shocked that in this house that she's gotten to the point where she tuned out all three voices that live here yeah. other than her and the yeah. dog? Yeah, that's true. And and I include Jake in that because there yeah. had to be a certain point where she just tuned that fucking maniac every, out there. Every time. Yeah, she does... does She's just thrown in the fucking towel. She's Duke. We're like, we She's have, Duke. We've had this corny joke ready to go for two weeks. And How mad does it make you every time? We talk about it every day. Can you believe the shit? It's so stupid. Oh, fuck. So great. So dumb that we can't fucking finish the punchline. She has no time for your shit. Not one time. Like, if your kids knocked on the door, you'd go, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Stupid. Damn, yeah. that's dumb. Knock it off. Yeah. All right. Does guy code still exist with former friends, girlfriends? 100%. 100%. It has to. Now, tell me in, tell me the way you're thinking about it. Are they off limits? As far as dating, that's what it used to be when I was younger. It used to always be, hey, if, if a buddy of yours dated a girl or slept with a girl, yeah. you're off. You, you cannot ask that girl out ever. Yeah. I, I think, listen, I defer... Nobody I love more in this audience than Tracy Waldron and Rose. Eh, I'll let Temple in there occasionally. Thank you. Sorry. (laughs) But my feeling is, I think women, uh, listen, I'll tell you this story right here. I'll tell you this is absolutely true, and I think there's more women that fall in this category than will stand to admit it. And I'll say, and I think women do this more than guys do it. I could be wrong, but I know at least a couple of women that have done it. And this is 
if they know a guy's in a relationship, not necessarily married, but it be, could be a loose structured relationship, and it happened when they were younger, more in their 20s, chicks will absolutely fuck that guy because they <laughs> want to get in that guy's head, especially when guy mentioned hooks up with the first girl. Again, I'm not implying that it's happened when somebody's on a ring or a ring is on the finger or engaged, maybe, but I know a handful of instances where friends of mine, not me, I would tell you the truth. I tell everything on this. Whereas a female friend hooked up with a guy that was in a casual relationship because she didn't necessarily, she liked the guy, she didn't necessarily like the girl in the relationship. Wow. And she did it to get in the guy's head and to be like, I know I'm better than her. So for me, yeah, Dave, I think guy code should be in there. And yeah, I mean, come on, be better than that. I always wonder, does it still exist or is that something back in our day? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think it does? I don't know. I mean, hell, I've been out of the game for such a long time. I don't True. know. I don't I would, know. It would probably be. In my, my head, boy, it, in my, my head, it does. I'd ask my boys the uh, the unwashed. I'd like to know what they think on that because those guys, I love those guys. You see them on JP Twenty Five Media. Yeah. I, I just I fucking love those guys. They're such good dudes, but they would have a much better play on it. My feeling is yes, but I would defer to them. All right, I heard a crazy story the other day. Okay, from those two, close. Okay, in okay. that circle. Okay, I love right. these guys. All right, in that circle. It's neither one of them when I tell this okay. story. I got it. But it's the craziest thing I've heard all week. A friend of theirs um, had a brother that was, is engaged, and they had um, basically a bachelor bachelorette party at the same time. Oh. Okay, so they invited all their closest friends to this party. Okay. It's about a week ago. And one of the guys who was invited to the party starts texting the girl who's going to get married who, but they're friends with the guy mm-hmm. saying, I see you checking me out. How about hooking up uh, in that room over there? Texting the girl. Fuck. Fuck, right? Yeah. And everybody's pissed. Everyone's super mad. Everybody knows about it. And I said, back in my day, as I told them, <laughs> back, yeah. in, back in my day, hey, guess what? We're having a big party. Why don't you come on over? And when you come on over, we're all in the room ready to beat the fuck out yeah, of you for pile. crossing the guy, the guy code line. Pile, full metal yeah. jacket. Yeah, yeah, he's out. He's out. Forever. Forever. Gone. I Holy would agree. shit. But now, what did she do? She showed the message to her fiance and everybody Good. else. Now yeah. he looks like a dick. Yeah, that dude's out, and she's a uh, Hall of Famer. Yeah. For doing the right thing. Because yeah. that's got to be awkward for her. Yeah. Uh, I put her in the Hall of Fame status, but that fucking guy, yeah, he's done. He's done. And he's exposed as a punk. I'll tell you what it is after the show. Do I know him? Yeah, you do. Oh, well, then he might not be. A <laughs> the funny thing is, this is his move. He does this all the time, and it never fucking works out. He's the guy that's king of texting girls. Hey, I see you checking me out. How about hooking up? It never works, and then the girls always out him to everyone else. Look what this asshole did. It's never once worked. <laughs> okay, then I want. Okay, <laughs> then I want to know who the guy is because it might. <laughs> I might have. I mean, he's still got to be out of the group. He's out of the group. It's a dick move. My uh, my buddy Cheech used to do this move. The late, great Cheech Marin used to do this move. We'd go to Yogi's, and he would get so fucked up, and he would show up, and Yogi's had these long tables, so you could have six people on this side, six people on that side. Well, you're sitting at this table, and everybody's got beers. 
half the fucking guys at the table, even though we got girls there, are dipping. So you've got empty bud bottles full of dip, the whole thing. <laughs> so Cheech never did that shit, but he would show up and, hey, hey, everybody, how's it going? And he would go to the end of the table and he'd fucking pick that table up and everything falls everywhere. Hey, hey, hey. My buddy Dave Trepanier tells him one night, he goes, you fucking pick this table up tonight, Cheech. I'm not in the move. I'm going to punch you right in the fucking face. I'm not, I'm not going to do anything. Don't fucking do it. I'm telling you, you fuck with this table and I'm punching you in the face. So about 20, oh, yeah, calm down. It's all fucked up, asshole. So he walks away and all of a sudden I'm watching him because he goes and probably does a lemon drop shot like <laughs> a bitch he is. And he comes back, and I can see him. And he walks right to the end of that table. Boy, there's 20 fucking dip bottles and beers, and who knows what the girls are drinking. Nobody yeah. cares. We just know we got stuck with that tab. Dave, I just start fucking moving away like Bill Paxton and Twister. I know what the fuck is coming. And <clears throat> Trep yells at him. Trep Cheech's at noon. Trep's down here at 7. Don't fucking do it, Cheech. Hey, and he fucking does it. My buddy Trep gets up and fucking one-times him right in the fucking right eye. Just fucking jacks him. Dude, I thought I was going to fucking throw up. Hey! Hey! What is that? God damn And Trep goes, I fucking told you, you asshole. Knock it off. He's like trying to hold a beard. It was like, God damn, that fucking hurt. Dude, it's the best. There's nothing funnier than when a guy in your circle has a stupid fucking move and somebody, and it was just recently the anniversary, May 1st was the anniversary of Cheech's passing and everybody's on social media. Hey, we miss you, the whole thing. And I write to Trep, remember that fucking night you had to punch that fucking dipshit, right? He goes, fucking asshole. I punched, he goes, I smoked him, get it. <laughs> hey! I just punch him one time in the fucking eye. He'll stop doing it. All right, here we go. Two more for you. Okay. Okay, this is kind of in the guy code move, actually, because I didn't know which way you're going to go. It says, can a divorced guy date a friend's ex-wife? Uh, can a divorced guy, can, that's can, me. Yes, okay. That's it. fine. That's in your situation. That's me. Can I date a friend's ex-wife? I got to think about my buddies who are divorced. Um, I'm going to say no, because I wouldn't want any of my buddies dating her. Yeah. And it's not anything about her. It's about my son. Yes. Yeah. Um, that would be, it just would not be good for my son. So yeah. I'm going to say no, Dave. And I'm going to say it, especially in capital letters. No, if there are kids involved, because, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say no. Right? Yeah. I don't disagree. A lot of other women out there can't find somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Yeah, what are you going to do? Wear a smoking jacket next? Right. Why don't you use his fucking toothbrush, too? Jack off. All right, last one. What's okay. your favorite all-time soda? Oh, that's a good one. That's a pretty good one, Dave. <laughs> I was talking to a guy today. What do you say? Well, be just so before I finish it, I'll let you know he's Mexican, okay? So he tells me. Fanta? Fanta Orange? Hundred percent. He told me today. I said. I said to him, Joey, do you ever drink water? And he yeah. goes. At the end of the night, I have a little bit of water, but it goes. I'm a soda guy. And then I, someone said diet. He goes never diet. And no. I said, what's your soda? 
He goes, A&W root beer, but Mexican food, always orange Fanta. I went to- <laughs> He said orange Fanta. Then he, yeah. then he goes to When's make- the last time you had an orange soda Dude, at all? I can't remember. I made fucking 1982. I have no fucking idea. Orange Crush, right? Sun yeah, it was Orange Crush. In the summer? Yeah. Pretty awesome. It was awesome. I haven't just- had one since 1982. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. This fucking guy. He asked me, he goes- because we got a, a playoff game tomorrow. He goes, hey, have you washed your white pants yet? I go, yeah, I do it after every game. I go, what about you? Man, I spilled orange phantom <laughs> pants last week, and I haven't watched them yet. Oh, he's done now. That's what I was like. Well, good luck. No stain stick. Going to get rid of that. Orange Fanta. If you go, I went to Rubio's tonight. I How been did to, you know he was going to say orange Fanta? Because I was just going to say, if you go to Rubio's or anywhere you go, I any, right, there's a Roberto's. Yeah. Look, all respect to Adalberto's, Alberto's, all the Berto brothers, right? I love them all. But thank you. I love them all. But anybody that's from here, you know, man, you find old school Roberto's. It's just different. It's just different, and it's, it's at a different level. Go into every one of those. You take a look up there, right? It might be Pepsi. Might have an RC. Fuck, you might even see a Shasta in there. But I'll tell you what you're going to see in every one of those fucking places. You're going to see some version of that orange drink. You will. Yeah. And if they got beers, Modelo's going to be in yeah. there too. Nothing wrong with that. Modelo's either. great. Um, Modelo always feels like you're getting ripped off. Like, there's no way I just drank a, a full beer compared to the other ones. So you look at the back. It says it's exactly the same as a Corona. Uh, Does it feel like there's always less than a Modelo? Man, Mexican beers are so goddamn good. Now, I'm not a big... I don't like Tecate. Now, I'm not a big beer guy, but you're right on this. Pacifico is so fucking good. If you're grilling, I know people go Corona, and I get that. Summer, right? Corona, the whole thing. Yeah. I get that. Um, But for me, Dave, if, if you're grilling, holy fuck. Ice cold Pacificos are goddamn great. Okay, let me ask you this question. They always right. say you'd never drink the water in Mexico, but how can we drink the, the beer? Because ah, it's got alcohol in okay. it. Okay, <laughs> it cleans it up for us? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go back to your last one. If I had to pick one, I'd say old school dad's root beer. Because oh, it brings funny. me back to when I was a yeah. kid. My mom would get that and the whole thing. I don't even know if you can get that anywhere anymore. I don't know. It's funny you said that. My I went to are, the one that I went back to, fan. too. He loves Barks. I like root beer also. Root beer is great. Um, no, it's funny. I, I went to the same thing, going back to my childhood. I had an aunt and uncle that uh, every time he walked in the house, there were two liters of fucking Diet Dr. Pepper on the floor. Like so many, it looked like a bowling alley. Really? Like they'd buy so many of them that you'd, every time you walked in the kitchen, you kicked over eight of them. And they're just <laughs> rolling around on the fucking floor. <laughs> I used to say, when they die, there's not going to be any more Diet Dr. Pepper because there's no reason to sell it anymore. But, dude, Diet Dr. Pepper is my favorite drink, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could you, remember when you, again, you come from Nashville. Yeah. Minneapolis was the same thing. In the summer where it was so hot, yep. so humid, that sometimes you would just go and you wanted something so freaking cold, right? Yeah. But it wouldn't be like a cold Coke, not even really a cold root beer, but like maybe it was Mountain Dew or that Orange Crush, yeah. Fanta, out of respect to your friend, right? Yeah. Dude, if you tried to drink, I, I just say to any guy out there over the age of 35, 
If you just went to 7-Eleven right now and go, man, I'm going to flash back to when I was 12 years old. Yeah. I put 60 cents on the counter, whatever you got to pay now. You go get a 12-ounce Mountain Dew and just chug that fucker, crush that can, right? Like you're whoever you want to be, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You throw that fucking thing away. I'm telling you, you're going to be dropped to a knee. (laughs) Horton and I used to drink them at night. Do you remember that? We took the Mountain Dews at KFMB. When's the last time you had a Mountain Dew? At KFMB. Both of us always had these like awful headaches every time we drank one, but we did it every night. I used to. There's so much shit in there. (laughs) Dude, I used to, up until like 19 months ago, I used to love black iced tea. Yeah. Unsweetened iced tea. Yeah. Never that green shit or morning great bullshit. Old school, unsweetened iced tea. One or two a day. And man, at Starbucks, shit, that's like three seventy five yeah. a pop. Vente black iced tea unsweetened, right? Just the greatest. And then you start realizing your goddamn hands are shaking like you're fucking Betty Davis. So you get that shit out. What's going on over there? I'm laughing my ass <laughs> And so you cut it out. And then uh, I went to Denver. I went to Denver. February of last year, I'm hanging out, and I had not had one, Dave, in probably five months. Yeah. Go out with Brownman. We're running around. We go to Red Rocks, a bunch of different things, and you're up in the altitude, right? So your head's already a little banged up. She goes, hey, let's go to Starbucks. I go, you know what? That sounds great. I haven't had an iced tea in forever. God damn. I felt like JFK. That Lee Harvey Oswald fucking shot me. My head hurt like shit. Haven't had one since. Thank you. I want to get to the point where people are listening to this show and playing in their head. Here it comes. We're going to put new ones in there. Oh, my God, dude. It's so stupid. We didn't even know these existed an hour and a half ago. I know. Dude, we're just <laughs> we had, what were the ones we had? We had some stupid ones at, at uh, 1360. Oh, my God, dude. I, ben Maller, man, when I used to listen to Ben do a show, Ben's a buddy of ours, yeah. he constantly would say the corniest jokes, and all you do is hear this. <laughs> and it drove me crazy. I hated it. Uh, shout out tonight. One final shout out before we leave. Uh, get a text message today from the lovely and talented Katie Temple. Great. And I said, hey, I'm checking in, making sure you're good. She's got a couple of things going on that are exciting for her. Good. She goes, hey, I've been, uh, I was thinking about you. I've been enjoying the podcast. Will you rip her every show? Hang on. <laughs> so I on. said to her, oh, that's funny. Did you notice that you've gotten a bunch of shout-outs recently? Uh, Because I said, Dave and I are always the victim, and we're shocked and mystified at your criticism of the way we handle things. How many fucking times did she get shouted out the last 25 shows? A lot, right? She goes, oh, man, I haven't heard that yet. I'm like, you're not even fucking listening to the show. Come on. Come on. I was just like, Take her number out. Put Jane Mitchell's back in. Thanks. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. thanks. <laughs> oh, fuck it. I was like, you're not even fucking listening. How far back are you? What Come show on. are you listening to? No shit. She listened to the, uh, what the... Who the fuck did we have on, like, when we were still in Bubba's garage? She listened to those shows? Are we still fucking talking to Opie? <laughs> 
fucking hope he's playing the home version, kid. Thanks. <laughs> All right. No turn dead cat jokes. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that's it. We're back Wednesday, right? Yeah, perfect. This is a long show. Ah, fuck it. You guys earned it. <laughs> you guys earned it. See you. All right, see you.